Welcome to the Nebraska Crew Podcast, where we help college students find and follow Jesus and make disciples on campus and for a lifetime. In this episode, we talk about the growth model from Dr. Henry Cloud and the three essential things that we need if we want to become mature followers of Jesus. Enjoy the episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our second episode of the Nebraska Crew podcast. I'm James Prush, and I am on staff with Crew, and I'm here with Leanne Pierce and Sarah Sherman. They're also on staff. They're going to introduce themselves in a minute. Uh, but but thanks. just wanted to say thanks for listening in. Uh, we're new to this podcasting thing, and it really uh, it started out of a desire to get content in our students' hands during the pandemic when we're not able to meet with them in larger groups. And we know that students and really everybody, right, if you're a human and you have access to technology, you listen to podcasts. So, so thanks for joining us. Uh, so yeah, Leanne and Sarah, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Um, and then I can kind of share a little bit about me after, but Leanne, why don't we start with you? Uh, you know, the basic bio stuff, how long you've been on staff with crew. Uh, maybe we should even talk about what, what crew is. Uh, you could share that if people don't know. Sure. Uh, well, crew is an interdenominational ministry, uh, Lots of branches of crew, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. We particularly, the three of us, work within the campus ministry. So we are on campus ministries across the globe, really. Um, And our mission is to reach students with the gospel of Christ, build them up in their faith, and send them out to be lifelong laborers for Christ wherever God would lead them, to their workplace or uh, their families, their neighborhoods, the mission field, wherever he would call them. I have worked with Crew. I'm in my 26th year of being on staff with Crew. I worked at the University of Kansas for two years and then have been back here in Nebraska for the last 20, maybe 24. Um, I'm married to Kent. We have five children, and I am also a graduate of the University of Nebraska myself. That's where I went to school and also um, was involved with crew during my time as a student there. Nice. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, My name is Sarah, and I have been on staff for five years, and um, yeah, we did my husband and I TD, we did our first two years in South Dakota um, at Dakota State University and the University of South Dakota, Northern State University. Um, and then uh, last year we were overseas in East Asia uh, up until the coronavirus hit. And then we came back and got um, a new placement here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I'm not a Nebraska native. I am from South Dakota. And yeah, I graduated from Dakota State University in Madison, South Dakota. Awesome. It's great to have Sarah and TD. Uh, And I'm James Prush. I've been on staff for a total of uh, over five years. My wife and I, my wife Carly and I, um, we have four kids. Uh, before joining Crew, I was a pastor um, for a while, uh, and we've been on the east side of this nation. We've been on the west side. We've both lived overseas, but we could say firmly that there is no place like Nebraska, and we love living in Lincoln. All right. Well, in this first episode, we're going to talk about growth. I think that when we meet with students and really anybody of any age, 
or faith even, everybody wants to grow, right? Everybody wants to get better. And of course, as Christians, you know, biblically, we see this call to become more like Jesus over time. And so it's paramount, right? It is super important that we understand what it means to grow. And in crew, we've really benefited from the work of Dr. Henry Cloud. And um, we kind of call it the growth model. Uh, and, and we're going to really kind of uh, center our time in this episode on that. We might even have a second episode on this. We'll see how much we can get through. But, but Leanne, you're, you've been leading the, the crew staff team here through uh, some videos that Dr. Cloud has he's given lectures on. Can you just tell the listeners really quick, like what, why should we know who is Dr. Henry Cloud and then why should we be familiar with his work? Uh, and then maybe even just how have you benefited personally from, from the stuff that he's written or produced? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Henry Cloud is a clinical psychologist um, and he has written a lot of books along the topic of, yeah, growth Um in a lot of different ways. And what I really like about Dr. Henry Cloud is he really brings a biblical model into understanding just how we relate with ourselves, how we relate with others, how we relate with God. And so he incorporates the scriptures, scriptural principles into just our growth in relationships, really. And yeah, Crew has developed what they call the growth model, and it's based on um, some of Dr. Cloud's principles that he has outlined. Um, and so, yeah, we'll I guess we'll dive into talking about that. And yeah. I've just really benefited from his works um, over my years on staff as I've read numerous of his books. I feel like it's just been helpful in learning how to relate on a team, um, learning how to relate with myself, understanding why I maybe react the way I do in certain circumstances or how I relate to people or stress or whatever. And so it's really just been beneficial as I've grown to understand myself um, mm -hmm. more than anything. It's kind of interesting with Dr. Cloud because he has mm -hmm. this psychological history, this base, but also he brings in the biblical piece, which, I mean, it's really it's special when you have that. Usually people tend to do one or the other when they talk about growth. And so even as a team lately, we've been talking about family history and how we've been raised. Um, and you got to think about those things. You have to think about how you see yourself, how you've thought about yourself, how you talk to yourself. And so maybe we'll get into some of that. But um, what do you guys think about when the average student, you have a college student, 18 to 22, 25 years old, when they think about growing spiritually, you know, what do, what do you think comes to mind for them? Sarah, do you want to jump in or you want to? Yeah, um, I guess I think when, when I talk to students about like growing spiritually, yeah, it seems like a lot of the times it's like, oh, I want to read my Bible more or I want to pray more or I want to be more involved in my church or in crew or whatever it is, um, which I think is good. But yeah, I think through the growth model and stuff like that, I think I've realized, um, yeah, there's a lot of like, there's deeper layers that maybe those things aren't um, covering by just trying to do more and um, stuff like that, if that makes sense. But. Yeah, because like you can get into this mode where you're like, well, I just got to do, 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 do. If I, if, I, um, if I can get something tangible to get my hands on, some activity, spiritual activity, even better, 
then maybe I'll become more like Jesus. Um, I totally agree. I think that's probably the default mode for most Christian students, but probably humans in general. We just think I have to be active. I got to do something. Leanne, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I just think even when you just think about growth in general, um, I think a way to define it would be the process of bringing someone or something to maturity. Mm. And, you know, Mm. we're all growing all the time. Um, You think about, you know, from infant to adult, physically we grow, emotionally we grow. You know, it's it's, um, normal for a two-year-old to throw a temper tantrum. Um, but obviously it's not normal for a 12 year old to grow a temper tantrum. And that's because they grow, they learn how to manage their emotions and how to manage desires and needs and all that stuff. So yeah, there's definitely an aspect of things that we do when we think about spiritual growth. Um, those disciplines are definitely important and a part of it, but I don't think it's all of it. Um, and you just have the unique, aspect too of growing is something that we do while at the same time it's being done to us by the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. like we can grow ourselves in some ways. If that makes sense. Yeah. Could you just not to put you on the spot? Could you just keep going with that for a minute? Cause that's kind of like for me, the overarching um, biblical principle that is totally out of our control. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul says like, we plant, we watered, but God gives the growth in first Corinthians. Um, maybe we could share how is that, how we've experienced that in our own lives, but there's, there's probably some pain and frustration that comes with that because I've told some students recently, you know, I'm 36 and I've said 20 years ago when I was 16, I thought I would be a lot further along than I am. And so there's some sense of, I'm not where I want to be, but a lot of it's out of my control, right? God's bringing us on this process. So do you guys have any other thoughts on that or your own experience with the, the patience that comes with, you know, God having to do the work and it's not just up to us? Well, even when you think about like uh, planting a seed, you know, the seed has to die <laughs> in order to become yep. a new plant. And so, yeah, there is definitely some pain involved, not always, but um, it isn't an easy process, I would say for sure. And a lot of times you don't realize things that are going to be painful. Um, but I think it's just that idea of surrendering and, you know, wanting not being satisfied with where you are and wanting to continue growing to maturity, whether that's emotionally or spiritually or um, whatever it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, I like what Leanne said about like surrendering when I think about like growing or like, I, yeah, like how you said, James, like I'm not where I want to be. I think my default is like try harder, do more, push through, Um, but in that, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really listening or surrendering to where God wants me or even to just like experiencing where I'm at or yeah, or just like, I'm not, I'm not allowing him to do the work because I'm doing what I think is the right thing and just pushing forward rather than kind of like dealing, um, with like how I'm maybe like doing on a deeper level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sometimes I find myself basically saying to God, like, hey, could you, like, could you do things my way? Could you hurry it up a little bit? Like, I'm tired of struggling in this area. 
um, and I'd like to speed up the process, right? But if we watched a movie or read a book where they did that, we'd think this is a horrible story. <laughs> like you just got to the end and you, the author fixed the problems. And if you can think of God as like an author, you realize, oh, like he's writing a better story than I could have, you know, imagined. So, okay, so let's get into uh, kind of the, the framework that Dr. Cloud talks about for growth. And it's this formula so for you math people out there, it's a formula, but it's not what you're thinking. Uh, grace plus truth over time brings growth. So what, what does that mean? Uh, we'll get into the kind of the nitty gritty, but just on the big picture, what, what does that mean? So I think if I were to define grace, um, I would say it's unmerited favor of God towards people or unconditional love and acceptance. Mm. I don't know if you guys have anything to add when we're thinking about grace. Yeah. And I think too, one de definition I've heard is like, like enemy love, because in Romans, it talks about we were God's enemies. So it's that unmerited favor. Your enemies actually deserve your, your wrath, your destruction, but God who was our enemy because of sin comes in and gives us this unconditional love. When I first heard that, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, oh yeah, I was God's enemy. Like I made him my enemy and yet he loved me. So that's, yeah, that's good. What about truth? Like we, I think in our culture today, we think truth is like, you can just get a yell at person, yell at people and tell them how wrong they are. Obviously, like as a Christian, um, truth is God's word. Um, like God's word is what truth is. Um, but also like Henry describes, I think it's in his book says like truth is what's real and it describes how things mm. really are. Yeah. I would say reality. Truth is reality. Just like you said, Sarah, the way things really are. That's so good when you think about growing because like, if you're listening out there, you might think, well, I struggled the most when I don't really admit my, my problems, I'm not vulnerable. And I, I think we, the three of us would agree, right? Like mm -hmm. when I don't see reality, when I'm not self-aware, I'm not believing the truth. You know, when I've had, um, maybe I'm too defensive, which is a issue that I can get, I can get defensive. Then uh, the truth is that I need to just own up to that. But instead I, I can make a whole bunch of excuses, right? To defend my defensiveness. <laughs> And I'm not seeing the world. I'm not seeing my world as I'm, I'm meant to. Um, so yeah, that's, I love that. And I, I don't think right before this moment, I thought about truth that way. Like see, it's just seeing reality. Truth is what's real. Yeah. And a truth that can be hard in my life is that I can tend to be too gracious. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can be too uh, bend over backwards for people yep. and lose my sense of who I am um, in order to make other people happy. So sometimes you can be too gracious. And of course, I think we'd say as Christians, like God gives so much grace. We, we don't really like Leanne's not saying like, I'm actually too, too gracious, but it's, it's that, uh, you know, there, there can be a, a sense of, well, I just, I kind of let people off the hook. There's no accountability. And that's probably what we would say that we mean when we say we can be too gracious. Um, so what do we do when the truth and grace, uh, what, when they get out of sync and we have one without the other? Um, and maybe that's what you're getting at, Leanne. Like you can yeah. be gracious, but not tell someone the truth. You could say, well, hey, 
I know you sinned. I love you. It's okay. But Jesus would say, but go and sin no more. Right? Like there were right. times when he said that. So, so what happens when these get out of whack in our lives? Yeah. Well, when I think about grace without truth, it's hard to be helpful to other people if we're not willing to um, be truthful in some ways, you know, it's like grace without truth is, um, Oh, help me out guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, to go back to our, or what we were saying earlier, like you're not concerned that they see the real them or that they see the situation as they ought to. And you, you might just, you might just care about the way they think about you, which is a really selfish thing, right? We can all do this. Like, I really want them to like me. So I, I'm not really going to tell them what I'm seeing from my perspective. Uh, and so then it's really not a, you're not really being a blessing to them. You're, you're kind of more being a curse because you, you're allowing them to, to see the world from their really short-sighted perspective, I think. Yeah, I think it, it's, it, it also helps if you think about as a parent, if you yep. have grace without truth, you do not have accountability. Yep. You do not hold your kids to a certain standard. So maybe yep. that's a good way to look at it too. And, and for those of you, if you're a student, you're listening, you have roommates, like you get this all the time. Like maybe some, it's a little thing where somebody's like, they just never pick up after themselves and you just, you just keep picking up after them. Um, we want you to do that. Keep, keep serving them. But eventually you have to say, hey, we're all a part of this together, right? We're a family in this house. That's the truth part. It doesn't have to be mean, right? It doesn't have to be rude. So if we flip it now and we talk about what is truth like without grace, it's really judgment, right? It's what we see with the Pharisees in the Bible. Um, that's where you get to name calling and you're yelling at people and you're thinking that they're just the worst thing and you're better than them. Um, and I was probably a little like this when I first became a Christian in college and you know, I had vinegar in my mouth and I was just ready to spew it and ready for everybody to know how right I was. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys have ever known anybody like that. Well, Leanne knew me back then. Hopefully Leanne wouldn't describe me like that, but um, yeah, you know, we, we see it all the time, right? Even now on social media that there's a lot of truth tellers, at least they think they're truth tellers, but there's very little grace, very little love, very little enemy love and unconditional love that we see in our, in our world. Yeah. Like they, if they're only speaking truth, they're only like looking out for like themselves and what they think is right. And obviously like they're, what they think is right is like their truth. Um, they're not like realizing like a overarching truth or whatever. Um, yeah, that doesn't work either. Like you said, if someone reads that on social media, just feel condemned or it's just going to cause anger in the other people, yep. or you're going to get like, you know, a bunch of people commenting on your post on Facebook and just causing an uprising or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's not healthy either. Uh, that doesn't bring growth. It just brings anger. I think, I think one example that I feel like I have experienced in my life is like, um, when TD and I first got married, I feel like, like TD isn't like, he's not angry or like, he's not like outward like that or anything like that. That's just, what I'm yeah. at. But like, he's just more of a truth speaker and I'm more of a grace giver. And so yep. I felt very like picked at when we first got married because he was not afraid to tell me my like problems. And I grew up in a household where 
we just brushed everything under the rug. And so that's kind of where I came in of like, I brush things under the rug. And in my mind, that's grace. I'm just washing over your faults. um, When Mm. actually like on the inside, I am just being really passive aggressive and getting mad that things aren't going my way. um, But I'm calling it grace. And I'm getting really mad when like, he's being too truthful. And like, um, so I think, yeah, I just think of that as an example of, um, in my personal life of when someone is more truthful than graceful. And I think too, like, um, yeah, I don't think it was like his fault or like, like, I'm not trying to make him sound bad. I think I just like our backgrounds were very different coming into marriage and how I interpreted his like, for sure was, um, yeah, like I just wanted to like hide or like, it just made me upset or not. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. No, that's really good. And I think again, for people listening, even if you're not married, you you know, you're probably thinking "I, I got a roommate like that. Like that's my parent. That's my sibling. But these, like, I just love Sarah, what you just said, because that is a perfect picture of how to understand, like, why am I the way I am? And why do I have these obstacles to growth? You know, why is this relationship with this person so difficult? Because you see the world differently and right. You have different experiences. You have different background and we'll get to that probably in another episode. Um, Now, all of this has to happen over the course of time, right? So we work with college students. Probably there are some of you who are listening that know us and you've probably heard us say, you're not going to change your entire life in a semester or in a year, or even in four years, you're going to be a different person when you came out of high school. But my goodness, you know, from 18 to 22, you'll grow, but you still have a long way to go because you have a lot of life left to live. And I think we'd all admit when we were 22, we, uh, we obviously we, we were different than when we came to college, but now we look back, we're like, wow. I have grown a lot since I'm still not where I want to be. So, so grace plus truth over time is what it takes to actually see growth in your life. But how do you, how do you measure time? Like, when is it, you know, when do we get to the point where we're like, I've grown? How do you, how do you know that? Well, something that comes to mind for me is when you find yourself in a familiar situation and you realize that you're responding differently or it's not as much work to respond differently or Mm -hmm. the time between you realize you have a choice to respond gets shorter, like your response time gets shorter in the sense that it's, you know, just, you just are different. So I think just looking back, you don't realize it until you look back, I think as well too, to see the difference. That's good. And probably true. I think across the board for people, they would say, well, I don't really know where I'm at until I can look back and see where I've been. So Sarah, you have any thoughts to add to that? No, I, I was pretty much just going to say similar to what Leanne was saying at the end of like, if you can just take time and like reflect on your life, like, where were you at a year ago? Like, how would you have responded to this situation a year ago? I know for me, I feel like every year when I look back on the previous year of like where I was a year ago and like how I would have responded, I just like feel embarrassed. I'm like, wow, like, okay, like I have, I have grown. Um, Cause I feel very differently about this situation now. But. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when we look at 
our inner life in terms of the, the two things that God called us to do, right? Love God and love our neighbor. Those things are hard to quantify. You can't put a number by it. You can't say, well, I was at a four and now I'm a six with how I love my neighbor or God. But over time, you know, it, you will grow in love. And it kind of comes with what you just said, Leanne, like, oh, I, I used to have a really difficult time responding um, or, you know, re- I would react to this person in my life or this situation. And I'm, I'm getting slower. I'm recognizing more. I'm becoming more self-aware. Uh, and so that's the truth part I'm, I'm seeing. But then also, like, I am really resting in the grace of God that he gave through Jesus that, you know, Jesus lived the life I should have lived, died the death I should have died, rose again for my life. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. I'm going to trust in that. I'm going to move on. And there's the grace part. And, and then you just keep going on. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, as time, you know, weeks and months and years go by, you, you start to see that. So, um, you know, we haven't obviously in this episode, we didn't get into specifics where I think the next episode we will with like, well, how do you live these things out? We're going to talk about what Dr. Cloud gets into and how you actually have some, um, you know, some developmental, some keys to development. I I probably put it like that where um, to help you, you know, really mark a path of these are the things I really need to pursue in order to, to be a healthy, mature Christian. And notice again, we didn't focus on, well, you got to read your Bible every day. You got to pray. To be honest with you guys listening, like we assume you, you kind of want that, that you want to read the Bible, that you want to pray. But we'll also say, if you don't do these other things, so that's a teaser for the next episode, you could read the Bible all that you want, but you, you, you might see your growth stunted or non-existent. Well, that's where we'll call it an episode for today. Join us next time as we get to part two, talking about the growth model from Dr. Henry Cloud, where we get more specific uh, with, with what it looks like to be a mature person. So for Leanne and Sarah, I'm James. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Nebraska Crew Podcast. For more information about Crew, go to crew.org. Or to get in touch with our team, send us an email at nebraskateam at crew.org.